0: Hello, hello and welcome to a 2 Network NUFC update special It has been a full three months since my first TakeOver video Um, Since then, um, well at at that point there was a lot of speculation about what could happen There was a proposed deal that would be sorted before Christmas We all know that that didn't happen That TakeOver talks have been slow uh, and progressive. So where are we now? Um, this week has been a lot of posturing in the media by both Ashley, Ashley first, and then Stavely herself. And I just thought it was, it was worth consolidating, trying to aggregate everything that's been going on. We're having to try and decide which PR machines to believe. There's a lot of sources, a lot of journalists are getting their own unique side of the story, but ultimately it's, it's, it's a game to be played. It's brinkmanship, it's a takeover, it's a huge deal. And ultimately, as long as there's still somebody who wants to buy Newcastle, and as long as Mike Ashley wants to sell Newcastle, I don't think the takeover's dead. And I think we'll know when the takeover is really dead, but at the minute, from what I've read, from what I've seen, from what I've heard, I don't think it's dead in the water yet. I still think there's a lot, lot to play out so far um, in, in the weeks, months ahead, but there is a deadline. And I think that deadline is the end of the season. And I think if that, if, if the situation is not resolved by then, I think Rafa walks, I truly do. But let's just recap, before we get into all that, let's just recap on what's been happening this week. Why his Takeover Talk been trending again? We do, we've had significant developments after weeks of stale and rehashing old stories because nothing really has, has progressed at all. Um, so, Mike Ashley, who, remember, has been away in America, I believe, for the best part of a month. Hasn't been anywhere near. The, I mean, the last positive update that we seem to have was this uh, meeting in a curry house between Amanda Stavely and Mike Ashley. They were both present, they were both photographed. And up until that point, I think a lot of the negotiations were being carried out by a lot of Mike Ashley's mediators, his negotiators, his solicitors. So maybe this was a kind of face to face. Let's just talk straight. No solicitors, no Chinese whispers. Tell it to me straight. How much do you want? How much are you willing to pay for it? and That there must have been some sort of dialogue that was along those lines of Are we near the Are we in a ballpark? And and they both left seemingly amicably. Amanda Stavely has gone on to say that she actually quite enjoyed his company. But, you you, you know, I don't know why, from that point, which is seemingly so positive, we're now a couple of months down the line and absolutely no progress whatsoever. I mean, it's obviously a very, very complex deal. There's been offers with caveats. We'll get onto those in detail in a second. But from a direct face-to-face dialogue, I still don't know how we've got to this point. And Amanda Staveley's only found out this week, according to her, according to their side, that their third bid had been rejected. Which is crazy. Like, who's talking? <laughs> somebody's lying basically um, so Mike Ashley calls up Sky Sports or he certainly sanctions somebody else too he has basically taught, told Sky Sports that the takeover deal's dead the takeover's off negotiations have been um, frustrating exhausted, exhaustive and PCP are time wasters. Now, you know, you could take that at face value. Many, you know, not many. People, some people have. Some people believe that um, PCP partners are using this deal to raise their own profile. But the hilarious hypocrisy of Mike Ashley to suggest that the, the, the takeover negotiations have been a waste of time is, is amazing given he's been out the country for a month and by all accounts hadn't responded to a third bid so Mike Ashley calls up Sky he basically um, slanders Amanda and PCP and how the negotiations have gone he pins blame onto them Amanda Staveley defends herself, hits back She sets up a pretty cozy interview with um, respected Northeast journalist, George Colton of the Times, and gives her side of the story. Now, I'm under no illusion that she's playing a game here as well, okay? But when it comes, and with with non-disclosure agreements, whether they're sort of null and void now, I guess Mike Ashley broke the silence on that and it was, Ash- it was Amanda Stavely responding to that. But as much as she's posturing as well, and she is, and maybe this is the only way to beat Mike Ashley at his own game, she tells it a different way. So she says that, and she clarifies that three bids were put on the table by PCP Capital Partners, all within the space of about two weeks in November and I've got the details of them right here. So you may have well seen this in uh, George Colton's article in the Times. If you haven't, please go and read it because it's very insightful. And although, yes, to an extent, you're seeing one half, only one side of the story, given that Mike Ashley's been found guilty of lying in court twice, <laughs> and one of those included the phrase, misleading Newcastle United fans, Check it. Look it up. I'm probably more inclined to believe Amanda Stavely's side of the story more. I'm not saying that I'm taking everything that she says at face value, but I'm inclined to believe her more. Because ultimately we don't know about Amanda Stavely. We don't know when she's in this position, backed into a corner, wants to defend herself. We don't know. We, we, We have very little to go off, basically so we can't take everything she says at face value however, I still believe that the majority of her story is likely to be more true than the majority of Mike Ashley's side of the story and you might disagree with that you might say better the devil you know I think this is one situation where better the devil you know is so far from ideal we know what Mike Ashley's like, he's a proven liar He's neglected our club He has no interest in our club And even if half of the things that Amanda Staveley's saying About her intentions for the club are true I'd, I'd take that in a heartbeat In a heartbeat So here's the three bids First bid was on 2nd of November You know this is like two and a half months ago £200 million up front £50 million in summer and then £50 million the following summer. Neither of those £50 million, so the extra £100 million, which could take it up to £300 million in total, would be paid in the event of relegation, and I imagine that includes both years. Benitez to stay as manager, that's important, and penalty clauses in the event of the HMRC fine, so Newcastle was was raided by um, HMRC uh, for possible um, tax deficiencies or crimes. <laughs> it's I guess it's still it's a still it's an ongoing investigation that. But what this first bid says? Well, what this first bid says is that you've. You've put Newcastle in a situation where they may get relegated this season, because of lack of lack of investment. He's lack of care of his own product that he's trying to sell. Neglect, if you will, another word. So, why should P C P pay an extra hundred million because they're picking up a mess? It's a broken product. It's a soiled product. If you buy an a. I don't know, food mix or something, and the and the, ba- and the box was bashed in. You wouldn't, you wouldn't pay full price, or the the plug needed replacing, because it had been neglected. You wouldn't pay full price. So, what this says is, also you've got pending charges. We're not going to pick up that bill because this was under your stewardship. And the Rafa Benitez's manager, we'll get onto that in a second is very very crucial in that so that was the first bid 300 million potential 200 million absolutely up front 50 million over the next two years if we avoid relegation this season and next second bid was eight days later on november the 10th that was potentially 350 million in in total 150 million up front then 50 million the next um, three Januarys between 2020 and 2022 which would then take it up to uh, 300 million and then an extra 50 million pounds in the event of qualifying for the Champions League in that same time period that's how I read it anyway Benitez to stay as manager again that's a constant penalty clauses in the event of relegation and HMRC fine so there's a lot of caveats there but the deals 50 million pounds sweeter potentially the third bid and this is probably the most significant one I mean there was a lot of talk around that time that the ca- it was these relegation clauses and caveats that Mike actually wasn't interested in <laughs> which is a bit laughable really because they wouldn't be in there if we were a stable club that hadn't been relegated twice in the last few years because of his lack of investment in the squad. It's quite simple really, Mike, like you've made this bed for yourself. Third bid, seven days later, November 17th, 250 million pounds, completely upfront, Benitez to stay as manager, no closes. So that's really, really significant. So what we do know is that the third bid hadn't been responded to for the last two months. And we know this because Mike Ashley's PR machine put out a statement after the Stavely Times interview that basically said, and I quote, We are not aware of any bid that doesn't contain relegation clauses and we are not considering any further talks with PCP Capital Partners. Our sole focus is to support Rafa Benitez in the current transfer market with all the resources at our disposal. Now, there's two things wrong with that statement. The first one says that they are not considering any talks with PCP. However, they weren't aware of the third bid. Now surely the the fact that the bid existed, which they didn't know about, which they definitely did by the way, but they claim to not know about, surely that changes the goalposts for them, Oh, we are not willing to talk, but surely that statement's based on the fact that they were offering deals with caveats. This is a straight up deal, and even though it might not be close to what he wants, the the idea that you would just walk away from that is laughable, and I'll get onto that later. The other thing is that if they, if they, if they regarded the takeover off and our sole focus is to support Rafa Benitez in the current transfer market with all the resources at our disposal, wh- where are the signings? I can't believe for a second that Rafa Benitez has been dragging his heels on this one. Had he got the go ahead a month ago before Christmas, we could have had deals lined up. But instead, I'm recording on the 21st of January, and it's the day after the Man City game, and yesterday was the day that Rafa Benitez had quoted saying, I want all my January transfers in by the 20th. Hilariously, it's the 21st, and we don't even look close to signing anybody. So, that doesn't make sense for me, and to put it quite frankly, that's bollocks from Mike Ashley. We didn't know of a bid. I find that really, 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 really difficult to believe. You might, you might, you might disagree, but a third bid, he's definitely, he's definitely received the, the first two bids, right? let's say it's a communication error, let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt here, Mike Ashley. The first two bids have definitely come in because he's definitely rejected them because there wouldn't be more than one bid had he not rejected the first one, if you get me. So he's received the first two bids. I'm pretty certain that the third bid was submitted in exactly the same way as the first two because they were received, understood and rejected. So I guarantee they've submitted the third bid in exactly the same way. Why is Mike Ashley saying he didn't receive this third bid? It's, it's lunacy. Does he really think that's going to wash? Does he really think that if you just tell Sky Sports anything, people will believe stuff Sky Sports say, take it at face value? Some people will, and you're laughing. Some people will take anything that is said on Sky Sports, regardless of who it's by, at face value. I don't. I I I I think that's absolute crap. So that says to me that, that Mike Ashley's be, behavior is becoming a bit more erratic. It's not very composed. Even his PR strategy is—he's fumbling. It's it's you know it's, he's fumbling around with it. He's trying to grasp onto some credibility here, and he's failing. And. The idea of saying that the takeover is off with PCP, what he's trying to do is either drive the, the bid up from PCP, despite him saying he doesn't want to deal with them, he's just playing hard to get, I think, or he's trying to, he's trying to um, smoke out some, some rival bidders. And there's absolutely no evidence of rival bidders happening. Even though rumours have been leaked that there have been other people involved, there's, there's no credibility whatsoever the daily mail ran with something uh, last week i believe with craig hope saying that it was a sources saying there was a, there's a new bidder in town the silence is deafening nothing's happening and i think it's really difficult for journalists in this situation because their sources will be credible at least a lot of them will be but What they're being fed on their side of this PR battle will be completely different, might not be true at all. So the journalists are just reacting to what they perceive to be true from the sources that they already trust. But it doesn't mean to say that the sources are providing journalists with accurate information. So it will be a bit of let's just try and create a new story today because nothing's happening in the takeover for a few weeks. And it'll be a mix of being fed stuff, little um, iotas of information or gossip or, you know, something to at least make a headline out of. So there's a bit of that going on as well. So, what's really weird is that he says that the negotiations have been exhaustive, can't say that word today, but that's really bizarre given that he had been in America for a month. So it's not like he's been sat in a, in a, in a boardroom haggling with solicitors. Like it's not exhaustive for him. He's not engaged in this deal. He's away. He's out on the piss in Vegas. He's back now. But to say that he's, it's exhaustive, how, 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 how the hell would he know? He's not been here absolutely bizarre so if this third bid is true which I believe it is because I don't know why they would lie about a third bid but submit two earlier bids I don't they haven't they haven't denied any of that it's just weird it doesn't make sense it doesn't wash with me the action has been on Mike Ashley for two months, and it, t- it taken them two months to essentially indirectly reject the third bid via the media. The Sky Sports exclusive, we all know the problems with Keith Bishop, um, David Craig, the reporter, all part of the same PR family, or at least David Craig used to be, but still very chummy, got his little exclusive last summer and Mike Ashley basically put the the club up for sale. I I just think that given Ashley's previous, I'm more inclined to believe that he did know about the bid, but because he's just all over the place, he's a mess, he hasn't actually formally, he's very unprofessional. I, I think he just hasn't responded. I, I would absolutely, it would not surprise me if that genuinely is the first time Amanda Staveley had heard about it. Because had, look at that, they've submitted three bids in 15 days, 16 days. When a bid has been rejected, it's not taking them longer than seven or eight days to come back with a new bid. That shows intention. So why had the third bid been rejected f- f- straight away? And again, I'm not even entertaining the idea that the bid wasn't submitted because that just doesn't make sense. You might disagree. <laughs> why have they? Why would they then wait two months and do nothing? If it had been rejected straight away, which it should have been, if the, if the action was on Mike Ashley, it's seemingly that. Mike Ashley's gone away and had to think about it because it was a straight up front cash offer and he knows if Newcastle get relegated he's getting nowhere near £250 million for the club not a chance how much did Villa get sold for in the end after they got relegated? they wanted two, three hundred million for it it was sold for 80 million you look at Sunderland they're not worth anything at the minute riddled in debt hardly any good player assets valuable player assets they look very much in danger of dropping down to the third tier of English football a German takeover failed with them last summer well the summer before, I can't quite remember but in recent memory you know, he knows and he's got examples of clubs that go south if they would get relegated he's not seeing that money again and he knows that and that's crucial, we'll talk about that in a bit so this, 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 you know, this reaction statement from Sky Sports to the Stavely Times interview is that all the resources at our disposal. Now, where have we heard words like that before? Anyone remember the words, every last penny? Every last penny. Every last penny Rafa will get at our disposal going into the Premier League season. So what happened we all know what happened nothing happened rafa benitez was supposed to get jurisdiction over signings he didn't really need sign off he lined up a couple of signings Willy caballero being one of them uh, sandra ramirez from everton who went, eventually went to everton another one sorry no it was um tammy abraham sorry he was in for uh, sandra ramirez wages were too high we're in from now that's confusing me so it was tammy abraham and it was willie caballero and we hesitated, we hesitated, we didn't release the funds and the deals were dead, we lost them. That wasn't on Rafa Benitez, because he lined up those deals. That's on Mike Ashley. Not making good on his promise, which is a recurring theme over the last 10, 11 years, as you might have guessed, as you might have seen, as you might have experienced and been frustrated by. So every last penny, Just, it's just, it's that's crap, I don't believe that for a second. All, this, all the resources at our disposal, and then the, and then the new revelation was that Rafa Benitez then claimed that he was told about two or three weeks ago by Mike Ashley that the takeover deal was dead. So two three weeks ago would have been the turn of the year. It's three weeks later. We still have no signings. Last week, Rafa was saying that he still doesn't know his January budget. Guess what? It's another Mike Ashley lie. Shock horror. You know, there's a recurring theme here, people. You cannot believe a single utterance out of his mouth. He's an absolute gobshite. And he, and this tells me, and this behaviour in the media, which he initiated, this, 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 this PR public battle between Stavely, trying to discredit her and PCP because they haven't paid what he believes the asking price is what his asking price, they haven't paid it or haven't offered it but did you ever believe that it might not be worth what Mike Ashley thinks it's worth Southampton was sold for 202 million I believe a couple of years ago why are we? they haven't been relegated um, in years so why are we? they've got a better academy set up and production line They're a more stable Premier League club. So why are we suddenly worth so much more than that? It it, it doesn't make sense. It really, really doesn't. So, he doesn't have any target, but he maybe has a budget now. I think they had a Skype call a couple of days ago. So it feels like and he and he said in his post match interview yesterday against man city that they're starting to work on some things but is is the time run out it's classic newcastle and a transfer window 10 days left no way no no further forward and it'll be brinkmanship with all the rest of the clubs trying to sell and get players in and even getting loans will be difficult the kennedy loans being really really difficult to bring in because chelsea've been waiting for their own recruits to come in so it's and that, things like that could go down, right down to the wire if they're looking to bring in this Emerson Palmieri from Roma and Checo from Roma And they're not, until they get that Emerson Palmieri, a left wing back I believe they're not going to let Kennedy go and things like that, big deal it's, they're talking 40, 60 million euros for, the, for that double deal that's not going to be an easy, it's going to be complex so we're going to be waiting on the the end of the the end of the transfer window,' sweating on whether we're going to get a couple of lone players in that's that's the reality I would for everyone here, I would say, don't count on us getting anybody in. think that we've got to stay up with the squad that we've got, and then you won't be disappointed come the first of feb <laughs> It's the easiest way you can put it. so let's also not forget that Mike Ashley promised in his little sky sports um cozy interview with david craig with all the hard-hitting questions of course that regardless of who was going to be in charge of newcastle in january funds would be provided again we might get loads of players in between now and the end of the transfer window but we know what's happened in the last two transfer windows of Rafa Benitez. he's been let down Mike Ashley said no 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 that's basically how those two transfer windows have gone and now I don't expect anything else but to be let down by Mike Ashley again yet some people are still saying "Bet the devil you know who's this stavely woman don't know what her intentions are she probably hasn't got the money We don't know a lot of the answers to those questions but for me, I'd rather take the gamble. I'd rather see any other regime in the world footballing than Mike Ashley's Newcastle United, unequivocally. Not even up for debate and you can't can't try and change my mind on it. So what do we know and what's next? In that interview with Stavely, and her husband's been in the papers as well, what we know is that they haven't walked away. What we know is that they haven't, that the last bid wasn't a take it or leave it bid. And we know we have a bit more insight into what Amanda Stavely's intentions for Newcastle United are. And they sound pretty good to be honest, reasonable, not going to be daft money like Man City but stability, steadiness they want the business to, to grow and develop hell that sounds so good compared to what the shite we've had in the last 10 years that suggests that we're going to do that our owners, potential owners are actually going to give a shit about the club and they're actually going to put their hand in the pocket and make good on their word again we don't know that but I think there's more chance of that happening than Mike Ashley doing it I'll I'll take the risk, thanks. So, a couple of really important um, parts of their intentions include the idea that there would be a hundred million for transfers, and then over the next two windows, I imagine that would be the next two windows from when they take over, if they take over. <clears throat> There'll also be a hundred million. Pumped into upgrading the facilities at the training ground And the academy Which as we all know Has produced Next to no talent <laughs> In the last few years We've had players like Freddie Woodman Rolanda Ahrens um, Paul Dummett Come through Fraser Forster in recent times as well But the likes of you know Adam Armstrong Sammy Amiobi, Nobody's really made the grade Adam Campbell Vukic you know there's, there's, an, there's an endless string of players that just haven't made the grade at a Premier League level and that's an issue so <clears throat> that seems really really positive for me that seems that they haven't pick up the mess or intend to pick up the pieces, the mess that Mike Ashley will have left behind if he leaves and sells up. Because Mike Ashley hasn't touched those things. He's done transfer windows on the bare minimum, so of course he hasn't updated the academy or the training ground. Which is amazing, because the academy, could be a, it could be a cash cow for him if, if we did it properly, if we invested money into it, if we've got a really good scout network, youth scout network, the best youth coaches, and the production line could rival that of Southampton's or like the likes of Tottenham, who have a really good production line as well. So, you know, Man City have obviously pumped millions into this kind of thing, um, into their academy, and theirs and Chelsea's are ahead of the game, even against the likes of Man United and Liverpool, who've traditionally been very strong. So what Mike Ashley doesn't realise is, had he invested in the academy 10, 11 years ago, he might have reaped rewards off it. Southampton have been self-sustainable because of this approach and because of this uh, model. So, and this is, so this is what Amanda Stavies says, I'm very much still interested in buying Newcastle and our bid remains on the table. I mean that suggests that they really haven't had an acceptance, a rejection or a request for more negotiation and talks rafa is doing an incredible job we want rafa to be part of this project they're such passionate fans and it's a great club i'm a northerner my family home is an hour away from st james's park i just love football newcastle has a proper history and a real magic now she's saying all the right kind of things there which you would expect um obviously obviously it's a pr move but and she's obviously trying to defend herself and put herself in the best light. So we need to take that into account. However, Mike Ashley, even though it's a kind of easy win to say, oh, the fans are great. When was the last time you heard Mike Ashley um, appreciate the, the fans? When was the last time he, he sincerely called us the best fans in the world or passionate fans? Can't even remember. And if he had, you saying it through her teeth. Doesn't mean anything. Like, it's an easy win but he's the owner and he still hasn't done that himself. So, you know, again, if we're comparing the two, which is basically this, this is Stavely versus Ashley, in many ways, he doesn't cut the mustard. The passion of the fans is vitally important, this is Stavely, when you're looking at a club, because you know that you're a custodian. I'm also a passionate believer in investment in the Northeast because I know it's tough. A lot of great things are happening in the city. We've got friends like the Rubens who have invested there. It's a really special place with its own identity. It's absolutely unique. Now I believe, you know, I agree with loads of that because I'm biased, I'm, I'm a and I love the region, I love the city and it's really important to me, it's passionate, it's part of my identity and I'm sure a lot of you uh, will, will feel the same about that. Now the Rubens were, they basically own half of Pilgrim, Pilgrim Street and they're reinvesting in sort of areas of around where Hadrian's TP is and down, down that side of the road where the old fire station used to be and they're going to invest in the big, restaurant complex and things like that to sort of bring you know regenerate in that part that area of the city so the Rubens are, 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 are brothers who have you know vested interest in the city already they were I believe mooted to be one of the financial backers of the deal I don't think I think they've come out and said that they aren't anymore Um but then have since then come out I believe that like, this might be wrong but I think they've then come out and said that they would be keen to be involved in if if a future bid was to be put on the table a fourth bid so that's quite interesting that could give us some options um so we'll see what happens there but ultimately she's seeing newcastle as a club that doesn't even if she was the owner it would still belong to the fans she's a custodian she's she's taking the reins she doesn't ultimately own the club mike ashley ultimately doesn't own the club his name's above the door but that doesn't mean that he owns the club in many respects obviously he's got pieces of paper to say that he owns the club but the club in itself is what we is what we consider it to be what's 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 in our heads what's in our hearts that's what the club is the club would still exist without Mike Ashley basically so she seems to understand that and again she's trying to curry favor pardon the pun but I do believe, you know, I I do, I do believe she's being sincere there because I don't think she'd be hanging around and still be bothering with it if she wasn't. If she if she wasn't bothered about buying the the club, then why, why even do this? You know, yes, to raise a public. The thing is, if she was going to raise her own profile, use Newcastle as a vehicle to raise her own profile. Ultimately, if she was lying about the whole thing, everyone would know that she was lying. Um. There's far better places to start to raise your profile than a piddly little club in the North East Newcastle United. Um, so that, that, that narrative, that motivation doesn't wash with me. I, I think she's being absolutely genuine here. So her husband also came out and said, um, oh, sorry, so, so Stevie said, this is an investment, but it has to be a long-term investment. Newcastle will be running as a business, so steady, stay, stable, self-sustainable, uh, but we want it to be successful thriving business a successful thriving business that is absolutely integral part of the of the city so she understands how important this club is to everyone and how fortunes at the club can really shape the success of the city on on many levels so that's really important as well so it's 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 the fact that Rafa Benitez is part of what she wants to do he was a stipulation in all three of the bids he is crucial to the success of this take of it happens he is successful and if he walks away that puts mike Ashley in trouble that puts all of us in trouble i'll talk about that in a little bit but some more quotes from staveley's husband and a business partner for pcp his name is uh, murdad gudossi um apologies for the um pronunciation there. We would love to buy Newcastle, the fans are phenomenal. The club could be huge and a big success if run properly. You need a world-class manager. If Rafa isn't there at the end of the season, we would have to rethink this transaction. Even relegation from the Premier League would not alter the appetite for the club. That's big, that's important. Although the price would be impacted substantially as long as Benitez remain manager. So you can see how important And paramount Benitez is to this whole thing. The whole thing falls apart without Rafa Benitez. And that's why time is against Mike Ashley. Because he knows if Rafa walks, his chances of selling the club plummet. Because there's no other games in town. There's no other bidders. PCP is it. They've stipulated that Rafa is their guy. They've stipulated that if he walks away, ultimately so do they as well. That's huge. But the fact that they've mentioned even relegation from the premier league would not alter the appetite for club now we'll see we we may well see just how true those words might be and those intentions by pcpr but that's significant because that suggests they're in this for the long haul that suggests that whatever happens in this january and it's obviously not going to happen now but that that suggests that they're planning a fourth bid because if this third bid has been rejected ultimately or they didn't hear back for two months and probably um, assumed as much they're going to put a fourth bid in because they're talking about even if we're relegated and they're still going to buy us so that puts Mike Ashley in such a difficult position because it puts a deadline on because he knows if he doesn't sell now if he ultimately he wants to sell, we know he does he doesn't have the capital to make this a worthwhile investment at all. He's seen that his business model for the Newcastle has failed twice because we've been relegated twice. We avoided a third relegation on the last day of the season, thanks to Gutierrez, poetic justice. But but he knows that ultimately that PCP aren't going to go away. And he either accepts a lower bid than what he wants. He wants about £350 million. He either accepts a lower bid now, or he risks only getting about 150 million if we go if we go down and that's probably with caveats as well so <laughs> th- that is why i think the takeover is absolutely not dead that's why i think pcp they haven't walked away and that's positive and i think there's be a, there'll be a lot more to come from them and look if ashley's this serious about leaving which i think he is and i think he's He's positioned himself so that he—it's kind of no going back, I don't think, for Mike Ashley. He's already said he can't really afford to be a Premier League uh, football owner anymore. And he knows that PCP are the only bidders. There is only chance of an escape. He wants to escape. We want him to escape. He's bad-mouthing PCP, but I think he's desperate. He's trying to... He's trying to play hardball, he's trying to get them to up their bid from 250 million because all in all, Mike Ashley's put in uh find the figures. He's put in 263 million when he bought when he bought Newcastle, he bought us for 263 million. 129 million of that was an interest free loan for the debt. So at the minute we're at 250 straight so he won't want to walk away at a loss we're going to have to see what PCP do in getting that figure closer to 300 I think if it's 300 without caveats that's it but you could ask yourself why don't PCP just pay if they really have got all this money and I've had this debate on a few social media platforms if they really have got this money, just pay the extra 50 million. It's fine. It's not fine. And again, this is posturing. They know that Mike Ashley can't afford to completely dismiss them. Just regardless of what he said in the paper. That doesn't that means nothing. In terms of his business empire, he needs to get shot of Newcastle, which is only going one way under him. And he knows that. He can't afford to walk away from negotiations with PCP. He can not What they need to do is after this little week of media PR battle they need to dust themselves down and get talking again so he's trying to drive out new bidders, that hasn't, that hasn't worked for him, he's literally on his last leg, he doesn't, know what he, he doesn't know what to do Mike Ashley and he's never used, he's always used to being in control and I don't think he's in the control of this situation at all and I think this is a case of his pride versus logic and that's the internal battle that he's going to have with pcp just feeding it with bid that can just get close to what he wants if he if it was a 275 million pound bid he'd still walk away ultimately with a with a profit which is lucky to do given what he's done to the club the 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 years free of free advertising at the club to to you know catapult his sports direct business although that's not doing great but again that's down to his own neglect again. So maybe he's just not very good at this. He's good at initially creating businesses and, and, and preying upon you know um, products and companies that are performing underperforming and doing poorly and close to liquidation and reviving them. He can do that bit, but can he sustain things over a long period of time with right ethics? <laughs> no. No, he can't. He's definitely failed at Newcastle and he should pay the, the price for that. Isn't, he shouldn't get his money back. He really shouldn't. So, why shouldn't they just up the bid to 300 million? No clauses. that'll do it, yeah? No. So, say you're. Because, just because he says it's worth something, it doesn't mean that it's so. Stop believing things that Ashley says. If you're like a multi billionaire, right? Or even if you're not you walk at Greg's and you've got 15 quid in your, in, in your pocket and there's a steak bake there and they say right £15 pound for a steak bake are you going to pay £15 pound for a steak bake? nah it's not worth £15 pounds. it's worth a like, quid 50 or whatever, it's worth a quid odd especially so if it's just come out of the oven so wh- wh- and why wouldn't you pay 15 quid for a steak bake? because it's not value for money, it's not value good business people don't pay over the odds for things otherwise they wouldn't have the money that they have just because Ashley made the mistakes when he took over Newcastle because he didn't do due diligence doesn't mean to say that other people should just make the mistake as well they've gone through the books, you've got this potential HMRC fine, you've got the fact that we're close to relegation, we're in a relegation battle the squad is a championship squad and hasn't been invested in in, in in a few windows. The academy isn't up to scratch. The training facilities aren't up to scratch. Why would you pay to put more money into his back pocket because of his incompetence and negligence? Who'd honestly, it, 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 it's a dick tax. Mike Ashley's put a dick tax on this takeover ultimately because he's he's a dick and he said give me an extra 50 million pounds because i'm a dick and i've ruined the club why should why should anybody coming in pay that to him it doesn't make sense and especially when we know he's on the ropes and he is on the ropes and and don't think for a minute that he has any sort of composure about his actions because it's not he's erratic he's he's scraping the barrel to try and claw some credibility back in this deal. It's been played out in public, he doesn't like it and he knows he hasn't got the upper hand. He's a dog in a corner and he's fighting. That's what's happening. So, you know, look at the, you know, look at this, say you're going to buy a house and it was on the market for 300,000, say. And um the advert said that it's all been rewired. New central heating system, um, no damp, no asbestos. Um, roof's fine, just been replaced. And you get in, there's a big hole in the roof, there's damp on all the walls. The boiler's broken, turns out. The electrics aren't new, hasn't been rewired at all. Complete fabrication. Um, are you going to pay 300000 for that if you bid for that, for that house? No, you're not. You're going to come in with a low bid on the mutual presumption that the, that the shortfall in your bid will be used to get the house up to scratch, to get the house up to what the, what the initial seller claimed it was when they put it on the market. Now you only know that in football clubs after due diligence. So just because he thinks it's worth something, it doesn't mean it is. She's to have. She's already saying that she's, the bid isn't higher because she's gonna have to pump 100 million pounds into the academy, into the training ground that have become dilapidated and deteriorated under his tenure because of him, because of his lack of investment. This is his fault. They're not just doing it to get it on the cheap. They're not doing it to keep the money for themselves. they're doing it because they recognise the need to upgrade facilities to make the club realise its potential in all areas of the club. It, it, ah, it, it's, it's ludicrous. It's like he's selling a new car for a new car price, except you get there, you look at the details, it hasn't had MOT in years, it needs 40 parts replacing, and it's been deteriorating on the driveway for a decade that's where we're at so they're my analogies 15 pound steak bake house with loads of stuff wrong with it and passing a new car off as a new car at a new car price when when you look under the hood it's not new at all it needs work and you shouldn't pay that full price for it and that's where I stand on it and I think PCP can afford to take this stance because they know Mike Ashley is in a corner. He's backed into a corner. So to summarise, and if you're still with me, thanks so much. I know I've been ranting for a long time, but there's a lot to get through. And I know it's a complex. And I just wanted to try and aggregate and consolidate all of the stories from all the papers into a video for you, into a podcast for you if you prefer to listen. Just as an update from my last video three months ago. So, what we do know is Rafa's absolutely crucial to any deal as part of this takeover. And the fact that he's been written in, and the fact that Rafa welcomes PCP, I mean, that really, really bodes well if they were to take over. Because it seems like they would give Rafa Benitez the keys to the club. Very much as Wenger at Arsenal is, I mean, he's essentially kind of a director. Um, he He has he has say over so many elements of that football club and Rafa Benitez could have that in Newcastle and very very few managers are afforded that kind of authority and autonomy but he's earned the right and he knows that if he goes elsewhere he wouldn't even have a chance of getting that but he probably knows that the takeover isn't dead and he'll stay as long as the takeover isn't dead but I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because at the start of this video, I, did, I thought that Rafa would walk. I, I suggested that Rafa might walk if, if nothing happens. I think I think we'll know by summer if Mike Ashley's intentions to sell are real or not. Because guess what? He's going to have to pay for another summer transfer window, which we know he doesn't like doing and he probably won't do. And I don't think Rafa will take four Disappointing transfer windows in a row. So I think there's a, there is a time limit, and even if Rafa isn't going to walk, he needs to make Mike Ashley think that he is, and that's what this is all about. This is why Rafa being Rafa's being coy in his future, because he needs to think that Mike Ashley, he needs to let Mike Ashley think that he is absolutely ready to walk. Because if he does sell, Rafa Benitez has got a dream job. Backers who want him, fans who love him, and he gets autonomy of a Premier League club that he has genuine feelings and emotions for. I've spoken to Rafa Benitez, and the way he talks about the club, he, he, he really gets it. He really gives a shit, and regardless of what you know or we don't know about PCP, if they make good on their word in giving Rafa the say and the final say on most footballing aspects of the club, it's all I want. I want Rafa to, to to run it. Rafa wants Rafa to run it. We just want Mike Ashley out. So that's absolutely huge. He knows he contrasts Mike Ashley, Rafa, but he's very much a part of this, this this game, this PCP, and Mike Ashley is. So that's that's a very interesting narrative that will progress, I'm sure. He hasn't got any other bids on the table, Mike Ashley. And... Look, PCP, it doesn't matter how much money they do have. Although this is yet to be corroborated that they do have the money. I would find it strange that they get to this point and don't have any money. Like, it's just weird, why would they put themselves through that? I don't believe that for a second. She's the real deal. She's helped. Huge, uh, deals happen before. With Middle East money. Uh, banks. Man City Takeover, for example. But they're always gonna look for value. Mike Ashley has built his retail empire based on value, picking up cheap bargains of failing businesses that he's then revived and turned into profitable um, sources of revenue. Mike Ashley doesn't like the fact that somebody else is trying to do it to him. That's the crux for me and that's what's hitting Mike Ashley, right, right in the pride. <laughs> they're hitting his pride because he's the failing business. His is the product that's deteriorate. Deterior- it's a soil product, and he's on the other end of it, and suddenly there's bigger boys in town, women <laughs> with more financial clout, apparently, but I do believe that, and certainly more willing to put the hand in the pocket than Mike Ashley. So that for me is why Mike Ashley has been a bit petulant this week, and has been unprofessional, and is he's he's looking a bit desperate, and his behaviour is very erratic as well. And his guess what, I don't think his lines to the P, his PR um, stunts are they're fooling some people, some Newcastle fans. I've spoken to them; they exist, but he's not fooling me, and I don't think he's fooling the majority. Of fans out there. So, what happens now? Ashley basically needs to get past his pride and his massive ego if he's to recoup anywhere near the money that he wants for, for Newcastle United. I think closer to 300 million will do it. 275 million, no closes, might just be enough. I wonder if that will be the next bid. I think there definitely will be another bid and at least he walks away with a profit and I think psychologically that's a big difference to get over that 263 million barrier if he did get 300 million for it that would basically be an an average profit per season of over 3.7 million which is crazy given that he probably has made money because he hasn't spent hasn't spent money on players or anything else so he could probably, you know, in his own mind, in his own reasoning, that's a success for him not a success for anyone else, it's been horrific, it's been an awful ten years, absolutely hated it except the last couple of years when we've had Rafa Benitez because there's hope there I think, as a final word, as long as Ashley wants to sell, I said this at the start and as long as there's a buyer still in town, which from the evidence we've seen and heard today, that absolutely looks to be, and that they're here for the long haul, then I don't think this takeover is dead. I just think it's posturing. I think this story has a long way to go yet. I think there's gonna be ups and downs. I think there's gonna be more narratives progressing, but it's not dead yet. Mike Ashley doesn't have time on his side. He knows it. He's scraping around. He's fighting to try and get as much money now as possible so you can get out. And funny enough, that's what everyone else wants him to do as well. Thanks so much, everybody. I know this has been a long one. I really, really appreciate your support. Get your comments in below. Um, We'll see what happens at the end of the January transfer window. We'll see if Mike Ashley has changed. I don't think you will have done, but we'll see if we get enough just to stay up. But the takeover is not dead. That's my view on it. I'll see you soon. Thanks very much. I've been Adam of the Toon Network. bye bye everyone.